Good morning, everyone. You're tuning into the news at Morning Mixtape. It is Tuesday, August 29th, and I'm your host, Mariana Schwetze, reporting from Met Radio 1280 AM in Toronto. And here are our top stories from today. In the Northwest Territories, firefighting crews prepare for more difficult weather as heat soars in the region. In Toronto, TTG set to increase as students head back to school. In the U.S., federal judge sets Trump trial date and election interference case. And finally, weekend earthquake rumbles across southwestern Ontario. And then we'll hear from James with a new segment for Under the Radar. With all this news, let's get started. Starting with an update on the Northwestern Territories, Environment Canada has issued more heat warnings for multiple communities in the region. Fires are burning a few kilometers from homes. Heat warnings are in effect for Hay River, Fort Providence, John Marie River, and Fort Smith. The fire near Hay River is burning 1.5 kilometers west of the town center. In Wellowknife, the fire is still 15 kilometers from city and out of control. According to CTV News, temperatures are expected to reach between 29 and 35 Celsius degrees on Monday in the parts of the South Slave region. In the communities surrounding Wood Buffalo National Park, temperatures could be around 30 degrees Celsius. Crews in these areas are battling out-of-control wildfires that have kept people from their homes for over a week. Conditions in the last few days have deteriorated as high heat and winds sweep through. Significant damage has been following the wildfire's path to the community in the areas of Patterson Road and Paradise Gardens, located south of Hay River. Over the weekend, essential personnel aiding firefighters were evacuated from Hay River as crews continued to battle the blaze. Crews in Fort Smith are bracing for similar weather conditions that could increase fire behavior on Monday. Still according to City News, in the past few days, more personnel have moved to the area being threatened by the Wood Buffalo Fire. Located about 3.4 kilometers from Fort Smith and 3.1 kilometers from Fort Fitzgerald, Atlanta. There were 376 personnel, many pieces of heavy equipment and helicopters, and over 150 firefighters working in Fort Smith on Sunday. A dramatic increase in effort since last week, according to CTV News. Now in Toronto, the Toronto Transit Commission, or TTC, says it will be increasing service as students prepare to head back to school and off others return to in-office work after Labor Day. The TTC announced Monday that from September 5th, it will be restoring 126 school trips for elementary and secondary schools. The Transit Commission said it would also be increasing frequency on nine routes that serve both secondary institutions. According to Global News, TTC CEO Rick Larry said that Transit Commission knows, quote, how important it is that we make this return to school and work as smooth as possible for our customers by providing safe, reliable, and frequent transit service when and where it is needed most. According to the TTC, beginning on September 3rd and continuing into the fall, more room will be made on board buses by, quote, increasing service based on ridership demand and adding capacity on specific trips to address overcrowding. The TTC said it will also shorten wait times by improving the bus 10 minutes network. The TTC said it will also improve reliability with more unscheduled demand-responsive service. Toronto Mayor Olivia Chow said more TTC service, quote, means more room on board, shorter wait times, and better reliability for all transit users. About this, Chow said, by reinvesting some of the $60 million originally budgeted to operate Line 5, there will be 280,000 weekly customer trips 
with scheduled service improvements by November, with service almost back to pre-pandemic levels. Now in the United States, judge overseeing President Donald Trump's election interference case in federal court set a trial date for March 4, 2024. According to NBC News, this schedule could have a crucial impact on the 2024 race for the White House. U.S. District Judge Tony Shudkan's decision sets the trial in the middle of the Republican presidential primaries and the day before Super Tuesday. During a hearing, Shudkan heard arguments from Trump's lawyers and federal prosecutors about when the case could be set for trial. Special Counsel Jack Smith proposed that the trial start in January, with jury selection beginning in December of this year, while Trump's team said the trial should be pushed back until April 2026, after the presidential election. Shudkan said that Trump will have to prioritize the trial and that she wouldn't change the trial schedule based upon another defendant's professional obligations, for example, for a professional athlete. Trump's lawyer said that going to trial next year would violate the former president's rights, noting that millions of pages of discovery that prosecutors have turned over. Shudkan said that while the special counsel team's proposal was too soon, Trump's proposal of 2026 wasn't reasonable. Shudkan said that the case is not going to trial in 2026. She pointed out that Trump's team had, has had the time to prepare already. The public has known about the existence of the grand jury investigating Trump since September 2022 and many of the witnesses' identities have been known. While back to Canada, over the weekend, an earthquake shook some parts of southwestern Ontario. According to Earthquake Canada, a 4.3 magnitude earthquake was reportedly felt across the region around 10.45 p.m. on Sunday. The epicenter was northwest of Cleveland, Ohio. The intensity map from the National Earthquake Monitoring Authority showed that some residents felt the effects from the earthquake in London, St. Thomas, Stratford, Woodstock, Brentford, Kitchener, Guelph, Hamilton, Toronto, St. Catharines, and Niagara Falls. According to Global News, the systemic event hit around 67 kilometers east-northeast of Cleveland and 186 kilometers east-southeast of Detroit. No damage or injuries have been reported. Well, that was it for me today, and I'll leave you with James for an episode of Under the Radar. Good morning. I'm James Kaza, and every week I'm going to bring you a local news story happening now in Toronto that may be flying under your radar. This week, I'm in our nation's capital city, Ottawa. Once seen as the affordable option when it came to Canadian cities, it has not been spared by the soaring costs of housing in the last few years. Located in the south end of this city lies the neighborhood of Herringate. Built by developers in the late 1960s and early 1970s, the neighborhood is home to mostly townhomes, low-rise apartment buildings, and duplexes. The neighborhood has also been seen as a center for the black Canadians within Ottawa, with one in three residents of the area being black, the highest percent in Ottawa. The neighborhood is almost entirely comprised of rental housing, and in 2012, Timber Creek, a real estate investment and development company, bought the entire area from the previous owners, with tenants having no say in the matter and transparency between the tenants and Timber Creek being less than transparent. Immediately after the purchase, Timber Creek, partnering with Hazelview, a similar company, put forward a multi-stage plan to, bit by bit, replace the low-income rentals, which made up the area, with high-end rentals and condos available for purchase. For nearly a decade now, the two companies have been slowly but surely clearing tenants block by block and giving them little more than a one-time $2,000 compensation, as well as a discount code for moving trucks, a service many say they can't afford and had no plans on using anyway. 
Under fire for what's being called demo evictions, the companies eventually stated they will be rehoming those evicted in affordable units. But these affordable units cost more than the current units, have hundreds of square foot less per unit, and do not come in the original four-bedroom options, despite a large amounts of the original units those are being evicted from being four-bedroom units. Finally, the number of these affordable replacement units meant to replace the existing units for all residents is significantly less than the current number of residents in Herongate. The Herongate Tenants Union is a powerful, strong union of renters in Herongate, and right now serves as the main opposition against what they call the demovictions of hundreds to thousands of families in one of Ottawa's most racialized neighborhoods. The Tenants Union mission statement vehemently opposes Timber Creek and Hazelview's redevelopment for the area, and ends with the following quote, the only way to ensure we defend our homes and our communities is to come together, build power, and refuse their plans. We know Hazelview's business model relies on rent increase and displacing tenants, kicking us and our neighbors out to make them money. A human rights representative from the United Nations, also called a special repertoire, has called the project, quote, the largest forced displacement in Canada's recent history. Currently, the demo evictions continue to take place, and the Tenants' Union has the backing of numerous human rights lawyers, but Hazelview and Timber Creek have seemingly endless corporate funds and endless corporate lawyers. For Met Radio in Ottawa this week, I'm James Kaza, and this has been Under Your Radar. Let's wrap up the news for today. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. I will be back next week with some more news and morning mixtape. But until then, tune in tomorrow for more. It's Met Radio 12, 8 a.m. in Toronto. I'm Mariana Schwitze. Thanks for listening.